Welcome to Retire Coast, where we discuss all things retirement, life on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and your financial welfare. Bill Anderson, your host, is a serial entrepreneur, having created many successful businesses and holds a real estate broker's license, speaks about personal experiences with each topic. Listen, learn, and improve the quality of your life. Well, thank you again for coming to retirecoast.com. I want to talk to you today about a topic which is becoming much more serious for people to consider these days uh, due to the economy and uh, lots of other things that's happening in uh, the later part of 2023. So my topic today are vacation rentals. And the fact is, if you bought a vacation rental late in the period, uh, last couple of years, for example, it's likely that you are not earning enough money to make that vacation rental pay for you. Now, that's very unfortunate because many of the people that bought early on in 2018, 2019, or even earlier, and had low interest rates on those properties if they had a mortgage, those properties can probably still make it. Uh, Not by much. They won't be earning a lot of profit. But I'm here to tell you that across the board, across the United States, literally, uh, rates are, occupancy rates are down by nearly 50% where they were a couple of years ago. That is extremely bad for people who are holding on to mortgages at six, seven, eight percent, for example. Many people obtained those DSCR loans, which were loans based upon the income that the property was going to make, as opposed to the standard loan for residential property. Some of those loans have provisions that can be called. The note can be called if the income level falls before below a certain threshold. Uh, and others that purchase those as normal house, like a second mortgage, for example, are really just hanging out there trying to figure out what to do. Now, we've just come off of the highs of the year, which was June and July, the best income that a property is going to make during the entire year, and then many of the less sophisticated or those of you who are investors but haven't done it before, and this is your first shot at it, are looking and saying, wow, there's nothing in August, there's hardly anything in September, there's nothing in October, what will I do? And you're going to be faced with a decision that I think many people are going to be faced with, and that is it's probably time to start thinking about selling that property while you're in the driver's seat. Now, you may not have enough income to keep making that payment if that property was purchased exclusively for income. You may be able to make a payment for two or three months, so don't delay Get a hold of a real estate agent and get that market, that house on the market immediately. At the same time, you might want to contact your lender if you believe you may start to get behind. You can work out an arrangement with the lender. If you think you can keep the property, although many of you will not be able to retain it because the income is not going to improve anytime soon, Uh, there are still people buying properties. I haven't gotten this message, for example. So the number of vacation rentals are going up and the number of people that are staying there is not going up as fast. Therefore, we have a lot of vacancies and that income is simply not going to be there. 
So as soon as you recognize that, it's time to cut your losses and put that property on the market. And again, if you need to get in touch with the mortgage company, it's a good time to do that before you're in trouble. Actually start talking to your real estate agent about something called a deed in lieu. Now what that is, it's a deed in lieu of foreclosure, essentially, and it means that the lender will work with you to put the house on the market. They will not try to foreclose on you while the house is on the market, and they will work with the real estate agent. Someone will make an offer on the house. The real estate agent will run it by the bank. If the bank agrees to accept that offer and the sale is closed, you will be absolved of any debt that you owe to that first mortgage company. Um, let me get into the second mortgage in just a second. But your house was purchased as what's called a non-recourse property, which means that the property itself is security to the mortgage company, not you, not your signature. Now, if you walk away from a debt there, you'll also walk away from any investments you put into it, uh, including perhaps even the material that's in the house. You may not be able to clean out all of the property, the things you put into the house, such as the uh, furniture, that type of thing. Maybe you can. It's up to the bank at that point. Um, nevertheless, you need to make sure that you're getting out of this property before you're getting into more serious debt with the property. Now, for those of you that have a second mortgage, or have some type of hybrid financing other than a first mortgage, such as a line of credit, you will not be able to get past that. You're going to have to contact the lender there and talk to those people, but you're going to owe that debt because it is not non-recourse. So what you want to do is work out a repayment schedule on that debt. So for example, if you purchased a house with a first and then you obtained a second mortgage later, perhaps to buy the furnishings for the house, you need to go to the second mortgage lender that you owe, for example, $15,000 to and say, hey, uh, let's work out a program where I can repay this amount because I am selling the house and your security is going to go away. So I am the backup plan on that. And that company will probably work out some type of a payment plan to allow you to pay that off over time. Another thing that you need to consider is that if there is debt forgiven in this process, for example, let's say that you purchased a house for $300,000 and the lender will lose $50,000 in the sale of that property by accepting a lower price, you are not going to be responsible for paying back that $50,000 but you will be responsible to the taxing agencies, such as local, state, or federal, for income tax on that amount of money, which would be given to you as a gift by the lenders. So you'll have to pay income tax on that. Now, when it comes toward the end of the year and you don't have the money to pay the income tax on that, which may be short-term or long-term capital gains, then you'll have to work something out with your CPA and the IRS or the state as well. But all of this can be worked out. The problem gets worse when you don't do anything about it and you just let it go and let it go and let it go. Now let me explain what I think the ramifications are to the general area, for example, uh, and then you later on 
uh, when these things are going to happen. And I believe that by the time you listen to this and maybe the ensuing months, we're going to see more of these foreclosures as people are listening to what I'm saying and what other people are saying that it's time to get out rather than just drag it along because every month that it goes on, you're paying thousands and thousands more dollars in mortgage payments that you don't need to pay. Now, I am not someone who thinks that people should walk away from debt that is owed. If you walk away from it, it's owed. Someone else has to pay for it. But if you simply cannot pay that, then you need to take action and do that. And the last thing you want to do is to file bankruptcy if you can work with the lender to take care of this. Bankruptcy is a last-ditch effort, and you still will end up in the same place except that you'll have the cost of the bankruptcy attorney and the cost of dealing with the bankruptcy, and in the end, it's the same thing. It's a non-recourse loan, and you're not going to get any benefits at all from walking away from that mortgage because you're not going to be expected to pay any late fees regardless of whether you do the deed in lieu or the um, uh, bankruptcy. So don't do the bankruptcy. Do the right thing. Jump ahead of this. Get on top of it know what's going on. You take charge of the situation and that stress will start to go away pretty quickly. Now you made an investment, it didn't work. So what? This is a lesson learned. You'll go down the road. If you decide to buy an investment property later on, you're going to do a lot better job of analyzing that property before you just jump into it because all your friends, neighbors, and relatives did. Uh, And what This brings me to what's going to happen in the marketplace with all of these foreclosures. Right now, there's a severe shortage of housing across the country. Almost every single market, there is a shortage. There are more people that want to buy than there are properties available to buy. What will happen with all of these vacation rentals, short-term rentals starting to hit the market is they'll help the market start to balance out a little bit And what we'll see is probably some declining prices out there. Not a lot, but some. But we'll see more housing become available, uh, which will take some pressure off of these constant prices going up. If you put your house out there for sale and the price is so high that no one can afford to buy it, then what good does that do? So with all of these vacation rental houses on the market, at lower prices, that's what's going to happen, particularly with the deed and lose, those are going to be lower prices. Uh, It provides opportunities for people to step in and buy a house that they probably couldn't otherwise afford. So it's actually a market correction type of situation. There's a lot of tragedy involved here, at least for one side, but there's a lot of good things that can happen on the other side. If you're an investor, and this is your first time at this, and you don't do so well, and you lose this, uh, take heart, because what will happen a few years from now, uh, property values will be lower, I believe, and there will be opportunities to buy properties that you can actually make some money at. Uh, The short-term rental market is probably going to take a number of years to make a correction until we get some of these properties off the market and they become single-family residents again, the primary residence for someone, or the second home market continues to improve, which it is, and that is a market where people can actually afford to make two payments, a payment in the house that they're living in and a payment on the second mortgage, 
and if they put it on the market and they make a few dollars that's fine for them but they don't need to now I'm seeing more of that now that's actually the majority of buyers that come to me are people who can actually afford to keep both homes and that means that they don't need to rent them at all in fact some of them really don't care to rent them but you might get one one of the spouses out of the two that would like to see some extra income coming in so they put it on the market but really if it doesn't come in it doesn't come in so those are okay because the prices are be a little bit higher for people to stay there that's going to chase a few people away they'll go into some of the other properties uh, what will happen then is that the market will start to correct what we need to see is for a kind of a stopping or a limitation on the number of vacation rentals that are being purchased right now and see a lot of those revert to uh, permanent dwellings for people getting them off the market so that we have a more a, a closer balance to the number of people that want to rent a vacation rental and the number of vacation rentals that are available now a few years ago you couldn't find a place to rent no matter where you went it seemed like everybody wanted to take a vacation well that's changed a lot now even though it seems that more people are actually taking vacations than have in the past uh, not by a lot a little bit but there's so many choices now that it's difficult as I mentioned that's why those of you that are listening to me that are in that situation uh, you're not going to see any improvement anytime soon trying to wait this out is a mistake in my opinion now I am also an investor and I also own vacation rental properties fortunately for me and I'm not bragging but every single one of those properties I did a deep dive analysis on I bought them right which means I bought them low in the marketplace they were in good condition or I had them repaired and I have a very low interest rate on those and there's enough income coming in to support those properties because as I said I bought them correctly and you can still buy a vacation rental correctly now if you look around and you do your due diligence it's possible that business is not dead by any stretch there are tens of thousands millions of nights that are booked around the United States every year and the idea of a vacation rental isn't going away anytime soon so you can get into this business but you have to be very careful very diligent you have to understand the ups and the downs and every single cost involved and be prepared to support yourself through the downtimes not every month will be the same amount of revenue except perhaps in maybe a big city someplace where you have travelers on a regular basis coming and going but for most markets there's ups and downs based on the seasonality and you have to be able to bridge the gap there for example if you're renting on the beach the winter time is fair there's some people coming in from Canada for example in colder states but that's not when everybody comes down everybody comes down when it's warm so if you are making a lot of money in the summertime and not so much in the wintertime you need, to, you need to take some of that summer income and bridge the gap with it so again I'm not trying to chase anyone away from buying a vacation rental if you do it right and you can afford it or a second home and you can afford a second home those are the people that need to be in the market now everybody else it's probably time to 
leave the market and try to do it in a way that will save you the most money. Now I will mention that some people are renting their property on a full-time basis and while that is an option today, literally I mean today it's an option, if you wait too long then there will be a flood of those properties on the market and the rental rates will fall below your threshold and you'll be back in the same situation. So if you get them out there and you get them rented now, there's a good chance once people move in they don't like to move out, that they'll stay in your property at a decent rate that you can afford to make that mortgage payment and do okay. You're not going to make fabulous money, but you'll do okay. But don't wait on that too. If that's what you want to do, you better get that converted over almost immediately and do it because several months from now there will be too many of those properties on the market. Uh, it's just like anything. I call it, you know, the use of the bell curve for some of you that understand what that means. It's basically a curve that starts, say, on the left side and it starts to develop and go up at a steeper and steeper and steeper angle, like climbing a mountain actually, and then at the very top, then it starts curving back down again on the right side at the same kind of angle that it came up on the left side until it gets all the way down the bottom. Well, what's, hap what's happened in this market is that the people that are doing well bought at the very beginning, they were the early adopters. They bought low on the left side of that bell curve. Some of them bought halfway up on the bell curve, maybe a few close to the curve's uh, apex, but anybody that bought at the apex or coming down the other side isn't going to do so well. And unfortunately, that's when the majority of people actually adopt something that is hot, a new trend of some kind. They don't adopt it at the right time. They adopt it later on. So for those of you that failed to adopt it on the left side of the curve, adopted it on the right side of the curve, those are the ones that need to consider selling that property before things get even worse than they already are. And I would recommend that if you are interested in doing that, since the property is likely to be sold as a residence and not a vacation rental, find an agent that understands both the vacation rental business and also the deed in lieu of foreclosure process. Someone that's been through that before. Uh, there are some agents that have been around for a while and remember what happened in uh, 2010, 2011, 2012 when there were a lot of those properties in that last real estate downturn. Finally, I'll leave you with this. I don't see any type of crash in the housing market. A lot of people say, oh, crash, crash, crash. If they know anything about real estate, they understand that there will not be a crash. Nothing like there was back, as I said, in 2009, 2010. Even that wasn't a crash per se, but it's not going to be anywhere near that way because so many people have low interest rate mortgages. All those people are going to do real well and they're just staying put. That's one of the reasons there's a shortage. So it's going to affect this percentage of people that are in the vacation rental business. Maybe they even bought a house and paid too much for it. We're going to see some corrections with this, but those are also opportunities. So just keep your eye out if you're an investor and see how that market starts to change and when those prices start to fall a little bit. And they're not going to fall a lot, in my opinion. 
in any one of the markets that I'm aware of, except perhaps the big markets that always have these giant fluctuations, such as Phoenix, Southern California, Florida, Las Vegas, where things go up real fast and down real fast. But otherwise, in most other markets around the country, we should see a steady erosion of pricing as vacation rentals start to come in and fill in and become available for people to buy and those prices will start to come down a little bit but they're they don't represent such a huge amount of the total market that they can have that such of a, a damning effect on the pricing there so anyway if all of this is confusing to you I apologize for that I will leave you with this if you have a vacation rental you can't afford the smart thing to do is to sell it as quickly as you can if you can sell it if you can't sell it then go to the bank and work with a real estate agent and do a deed in lieu of foreclosure well thank you for coming to retirecoast.com I hope you come to other podcasts be sure to visit our website at retirecoast.com r-e-t-i-r-e-c-o-a-s-t.com we have dozens and dozens and dozens of articles about all kinds of topics that relate to your personal finance retirement wealth building and much, much more. Thank you.